Hola, hola. Hey, everyone. One thing I forgot to mention because we got off the talking about my, my stupid wrist and the accident. Um, two things here. Two recommendations. Number one, uh, Dave Zirin's Edge of Sports podcast. He has Professor Abdullah Al-Aryan on, and they talk about football and resistance in the Middle East uh, leading up to the World Cup here. It's very, very good. Highly recommend it. Uh, secondly, please listen also to the Bernal Down's latest episode, um, Countdown to the Men's World Cup and a cluster F-bomb. They really go into it. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't even realize was so far behind, Um, like the fact they're actually building essentially favelas because they don't have enough housing for everybody coming in, Um, not to mention all the human rights abuses with the migrant workers and the uh, abuse of women and alcohol. I mean, there's, there's just so much. It is truly a clusterfuck so uh listen to it because they really get into it and really break it all down so both the latest burn it all down and the latest edge of sports uh okay here's our show the minnesota football show your regular dose of smart socially aware and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local national and international the minnesota football show co-hosts are bridget mcdowell and sheila reagan Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your Amazing co-host. I always surround myself with amazing talent, as I always do. My name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined, of course, by the infamous and famous um, Eric Silverman, and of course, the what, what, what do we refer to as a, just a star in everything that we do, uh, Bridget McDowell. So, media mogul Bridget McDowell. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 You're right. <laughs> Eric had a life-changing. Uh, incident and then about about life changing, <laughs> annoying and upsetting. And then, no, but then like Bridget texts us. I was like, oh, I was in the I was in the media room. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you call me for medical assistance? Exactly. I'm busy jur- right. journal- <laughs> journalisting. You jerk. <laughs> well, I was asking if you needed anything and explaining like, why yeah. it took me 20 minutes to say, hey, it was all, do you need it, anything? It, was, it made <laughs> me smile. Like, we're just fun. like I'm just gonna send him an Uber. Jeez, he's 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 too much to deal with right now. That's a, yeah. <laughs> well, Rodrigo, I was like, th- my car's here. I I got you, but I was just gonna say thank you, Rodrigo and, and, and Nubia for for stopping. Um, had another bike wreck. Um, just outside of the stadium, it sucked. Um, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't my fault. Uh, a car pulled out right before you on Wheeler, right before you get on the um, the bike lane that I always take. And they were trying to, well, basically they made an illegal turn on a one way and they were trying to sneak out on the one way to like right turn to get on the interstate. And they didn't see me coming. And if I braked hard, went over, um, had I not hit the brakes like that, I would have been hit. And so it probably would have been, as my wife said, a, I wouldn't be here potentially if, if I didn't break yeah. hard. So yes, my, yeah, you, my, you, yeah. my wrist is messed up, but uh, you know, otherwise I'm okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wait, no. Did was, they stop was, at all? Or no. They they stopped and kind of looked at me, and they're you know they all saw the, that you weren't dead, and then that's right, <laughs> and then took off. And but but there was like a line of of you know all the supporters leaving the stadium. They're just like yeah. yo, and sped off. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I was you know you're in that zone where you're like caged animal and like rage and all the, all the feelings and I lost my phone at some point in the whole thing so I couldn't even have like grabbed it to get the like license plate or whatever but yeah. you know it's it's fine whatever it sucks yeah. at least it's not oh. broken um thanks to uh, I can't even remember her name right now but you know I appreciate yes thanks to Lisa my amazing wife for picking me up but I was like, I'll also say shout out the um the good Samaritan uh, massage therapist and sports. Um, I, I, she was, she didn't call herself a PT. She said sports massage therapist who stopped, saw the whole thing. And she actually followed me. Like I got back on my bike and tried to go a little bit. And she's just like, he's not gonna go very far, which I did not. <laughs> and so she, she was with me the whole time and then worked on me a little bit just to make sure things weren't broken. And so shouts to her for, for just doing, you know, some, some baseline um, empathetic, uh, reactions which i which i really appreciate yeah so was, well we were we were dropping off isa uh some, we were dropping i don't know we were dropping i think we just dropped our g at isa at hamlin because apparently those two can't be more than 24 hours of actually hitting yeah. each other <laughs> this is just newbie said that's amazing <laughs> so like we're just like all right so then we're we, we happen to have a truck that uh uh friend of the podcast francis bay do let me borrow because mm-hmm. um as you some of you may know uh Nubia's car got her cat converter stolen. So like we only have one car and I have a little hatchback, so that's not gonna move anything. Nope. Um, so we were just driving around and usually Eric texts me, right? He's usually the majority of the time Eric will text me. But this was a phone call. <laughs> Watch out. So you know, so I was like, I was like yeah, so I was like, uh oh, what's going on? So then he's like, you're trying to like first of all, he's like, is everything is everything okay? That's like, are you? He's like, is it? Are you good to talk? I was like, yeah. What's up? It's just being newbie. It's like, and then he just goes on to this like, <laughs> like explicit rant. Lots of, lots of four letter words. <laughs> like that four letter words, squared and cubed yeah. and yeah, square root of four letter words. Everything in the in the, in the unknown. It was just that was like, are you okay, man? He's like, yeah, I'm over here. And I was like, well, you know what? I got a truck. I can drop you off at home. I just got to make sure that, you know, I know where to get. And so we were close by. You were. Stopped by. And then, uh, you know, we made sure that he was okay. And then when Lisa got there, who got there very quickly. So, so, um, you know, when Lisa got there, we were able to put the bike in there and just, you know, had to yell at him that he has to ice, that he has to do all the things. And, you know, because it's important, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm going to, I have, I have another friend that's uh, actually as a physical therapist that might take a look and we were thinking about maybe going, but like I said, I've got full range of digit motion, which is a pretty good sign that nothing's broken. And I've got a little bit of radial motion and things too, which again, you know, it's, it's obviously you saw it it was pretty swollen and jacked up. Um, so I think it's just a really bad sprain or whatever, but it's annoying. Um, yeah, please be safe, uh, drivers. What can I say? I mean, I, I was going yeah, through this. Like, always I, 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 I haven't had a bike accident since I was an undergraduate, which was two decades ago. And I've had two in two months between the uh, Minneapolis City and now this. It's like, well, oh, come on. But this one wasn't your fault. This was, this was literally an a-hole. No, no. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying yeah. in general, though, it was... And it sucks like, that I had two in two months. 
Yeah, it's been happening a lot. I can think of like three or four people in the last week who have posted on Twitter from St. Paul and Minneapolis about bike accidents. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just want people to understand this is this St. Anthony is in one way, right? Yeah. And half of half of St. Anthony is literally like a separated bike lane. Mm-hmm. Like the only way I was so close to getting on it too. I was like a block away. <laughs> the only way, like the only way that this thing even works, like this is like they intentionally knew that they were going the wrong way. Yeah. Like it, it, there's signs that you can't turn left, and this person turned left. And that's what made me. Oh, other way, they can't turn. Can't turn right. They they were turning right. You you could only go left, east. On Wheeler, right. no. No, no, you're right. No, you you're right. You're right. Yeah, you, you can't can turn go left. Right. You're right. You, you, said, you said it correctly. You said it correctly. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. It's St. Paul, baby. I know St. Paul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to step on those. Toes. One. No, yeah, yeah. Step on those. I mean, good news is if if you do need to go in, your your insurance will cover you, your vehicle mm-hmm. insurance, even though you're on a bike. You're good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Bridget knows. It's, yeah. Thank, thank you all, though. I, especially, you know, Rodrigo Nubia. You guys didn't have to do that. So I appreciate well, you. It was, yeah. it was just nice, nice to be like, taken down from like, like anger level of 11 to like a comfortable two or three and just vent and scream for a little while. It felt nice. <laughs> when I finally saw that text, I was just going to pack up and leave and try to find you. Cause I, fi- I was like, there's no way he got very far. Like he has yeah. to be like outside the stadium. Yep. It's but, true. It's yeah. True. Then Rodrigo's like, I got him. Okay. Um, that's what, that's what I, we do. I, I, I did throw my water bottle at him, which didn't really do much. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the best thing I could chuck with one didn't, hand. Didn't the guy? I hope he has a the... tiny little ding on the back door that he can't yeah. quite explain. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> the I hope uh, he, the I partner or husband of the, yeah. of the massage therapist was like, that story, Yo, man. Yeah. He, was, well, he just goes, Yo, man, I was ready to go. I was about ready to pick up your bike and throw the bike at him. It's like, that would have been fun. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah. So oh, that's dumb. It's 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 Driver good to suck. feel that solidarity. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And I didn't even mention this, like you guys don't even know this. So then so then we get Lisa picks me up and we're on our way back and we run into all these other insane drivers and we almost get in a wreck in a car crash. It's just like all right. There were there were some <laughs> there were some tense moments. So you though. were you were having a little PTSD in the car. Probably, probably. Um <laughs> I had a, I had a, I, <laughs> well, that was loud so it just like cut through i love lisa <laughs> i had a couple There's, close calls on the way home but i was in a car so didn't yeah. really care but there, there the were some thing, very seriously. erratic drivers let's just yeah getting getting that. out of the stadium with a car is the worst thing oh, you can Jesus. do once you hit yep. snelling oh my god it's like it's literally is like everyone for themselves yeah. yep it's pretty bad Pretty it's terrible. That's why, like, I park and I walk, and I don't care how long That's it a, is. Yeah, I parked. Oh. Le- yesterday, I parked at the bar because I was mm-hmm. there for Liverpool in the morning, so I just left my car there all day. So I That's a good idea. walked back there. I took Snelling as no, I didn't take Snelling. I took uh, whatever that first uh, Pascal or Prior, whichever one that is, right there. Pascal, like, like back. Yeah took back streets over to Lexington to avoid the fair traffic, but yep. still hit yeah, the fair traffic because it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's generally my logic for biking. Like, I've never driven since, uh, geez, since probably Nessie days. I don't think I've ever driven to a match. It's all been bike or bus. Yeah. But, you know, they're out there. They're after you. <laughs> all right. 
Now let's get back to let's what do it. Actually, people want to listen to talk to us about like some sort of soccer, right? Yeah. Um, we did we watch soccer? Oh yeah, we did. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the <laughs> match yesterday up until that. Um, well, let me start. Let me start with this thing. This is pretty groundbreaking and interesting, and and I'm not sure how far it got outside of uh, Portuguese and Spanish media. Like, I mean, I, I was blasting it around on on Instagram, um, but it's a pretty big deal here. It's kind of a game changer. So, the there's a new president of CBF, and anybody that listens to this program knows that we are not friends of CBF. Like, we go in on on them just as hard as we do like Don Garber or you know uh, what's Infantino, like any of those guys, FIFA, like, you know, they're all generally terrible human beings. Having said that, um, this new guy's name is Eginaldo Rodriguez. He is a, you can tell from, you, you co-host can tell from the picture there, he's a very mestizo mixed individual, indigenous and African from Bahia, which I think is a pretty rare thing too, that it's not just like a white guy usually with like a German name that's <laughs> running Seb <AFE. laughs> Um And so he, he gives this big speech on, I, I can't remember what day it was, like Tuesday or Wednesday in the week. And he basically says, we're, we're done with racism in, in the league in Brasileirão. And he says, you know, and he says, you know, he's referencing what's happened in Europe, what's happened in all, all around the world. He's like throwing fines at these people isn't doing anything. Um, trying to just make these like half demands, nothing's changing. I think he was referring to like the, like the chant in Mexico and stuff like that. So he's like, so here's what's going to happen. I am proposing uh, a loss of team points if your supporters are busted doing any kind of a racist chant or racist action. Now, the key word there is proposal, right? This has not been... No T's have been crossed, no I's have been dotted, nothing's been signed. But the fact that it's coming from the actual president of the entire confederation is a pretty good sign. And there's a lot of questions here, right? How many points? How's it going to work? Like all these things kind of have to be hashed out. Um, you know, are, if, if a fan do, does a racism like they tend to do, does that mean you, you know, your team, let's just pick on a team, let's say Gremio, uh, wins the match, they do the racism, do they lose those three points and, and it goes as an L or do they get docked a point or two? That has yet to be determined. But what he basically talks about in, in this speech that he gives is he's like, we're going to do something and those consequences are going to be felt and reverberated to the point where as, as tight as things are on the table, you know, similar to EPL, MLS, uh, La Liga, whatever it is, it's like, you might lose your champ or you might lose your Libertadores spot. You might lose your Sudamericana. What what will really be rough is, you know, you could drop to relegation and be relegated by by the actions of some idiot racist fans, which would be huge, right? right. I mean, that like a real definitive consequence, even if it's a point, like that one point could drop you. Um, so anyway, I'll that's kind of where it's at. I'll, I'll throw to you two for some discussion if you have any. So, so this is just the a suggestion or an idea that's being pitched is not actually official yet not official it would be for next year 2023 okay i mean i think in in basis i think the intent is really good and the effect is is it but i just logistically that's going to be the interesting thing to figure out how that's going to work out right or if yep. like all the other teams i'm assuming all the other teams in the league have to somewhat agree on it or 
whatever, right? But I don't think they have much of a say if it's coming from the the CBF, from the actual president. I mean, they have to democratically work and vote through it. But I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they have yeah, some like sort the of board way. of organizers board. or whoever. That's right. It's gonna have their, you know particular associations to deal with but yeah but but if you're a team just screaming and yelling about it i i don't i don't think that voice is that prominent you know what i'm saying right yeah i think it, it is and it isn't it depends if like if i doubt they'll just it's just going to be one team yelling and complaining about it so like if but, those but teams also, decide to, yeah, like, yeah yeah i was just going to say that i mean that that brings up another kind of backlash too like <laughs> the the team that's complaining about having a real consequence of racism is probably racist. <laughs> True. I'm not disagreeing with you in that, but at the same time, is like I think, I, I think the explanation of how they will monitor these type of events and behaviors, I think that's the interesting part to me because yeah, that's you know like, you know what if what if I go and put on a jersey of the opposing team, but I'm from the opposing team, and I start saying now you know racist stuff, right, and then. I did it just to instigate it. And then, you know, it, there's a lot of different scenarios. I don't think we should really get into it until we find out. No, yeah, you're right. Well, I, mean, right, I, mean, right. I think it's good. I mean, we're, talk- we're talking about clubs where it's and games where it's never just one person. So whether mm-hmm. whether your home fans are egged into it by some some outsider who comes in and gets it started, they're still the ones doing it. And it's still the team's responsibility to, to handle that in their stands. Yep. It's yep. never just one. And I'm yeah. sure they're not going to, I'm sure they're going to look into it and, you know, they have the cameras to, yes. to, to see kind of where things started and figure that out. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it'll definitely be huge to see, you know, how they plan to actually enforce this. Um, but just announcing that they're looking into it, I think is a massive yep. step and it's yeah. an acknowledgement that it is a problem. Right. So once you've acknowledged that it, that, that it made it all the way to the president, that right. the actual president's talking yeah. about it. And I mean, once the president of this league admits that it's a problem and then it needs to be addressed, there's like no escaping. Unlike with mm-hmm. FIFA where they keep, you know, for a long time, it was, it's not an issue. It's not really right. an issue. It's not an issue. Kick that's why it couldn't, that's why no one could do anything about it because they yep. wouldn't acknowledge that it's even a problem. But yep. yeah, it's a massive first step. Obviously, yeah. lots of lots of things lots to of questions. out there. Definitely, but, um, definitely. Yeah, that's huge. yeah. I, I wasn't trying to undermine the the intent of the of the beginning. I think it's a it's a great idea, and I think it needs to happen. I was hoping that you know, like each of these new stadiums by the by the league or by the president of the association. I would love to have them have drones just to be able to scan and, and see where that's going on. But also just like it was happening in Mexico, right? Where like they're, I don't know if they decided, but the idea was like, if you're going to be, come to a, you know, a national team game that you, you know, there will be, you have to register your ticket. You have to do all these different things. There, there's gotta be a system that, that can be adopted. And if it starts picking up, not only in, in, in Brazil, but like, you know, in other places of South America, I think it's going to it's going to be a great motivator for clubs to just you know try to nip this thing in the bud. You know, we don't yeah. want another you know. But I also enjoy when the when the racist a holes get caught on camera and they think they don't get caught on camera. I just just find some sort of enjoyment out of that. But 
Well, you'll get uh, both. They'll, they'll get caught on camera. They'll be investigated, and then the team will get dropped. And then they'll points, kick them so. out, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I think your point is, is well taken there as well, that, that, that I read into it like this too. Like if this does happen or something like this does start moving, I mean, there's going to be a lot of eyes on on the league to see how it all plays out. And I mean, the fact that, you know, Brasileirão would be the first ones to do it even before a UEFA league or before MLS or whatever. And then so people might start to get in line and, you know, I, I don't know that it's speculation, but it, it, it takes one person to kind of make the breakthrough. Right. And kind of and kind of see where it goes from there. Um, so there, there were some spectac spectacular responses when this came out, as you can imagine, on social media. Um, I think my favorite was uh, I, one person responded that, well, Atletico Paranaense are already relegated. <laughs> Follow, followed by another one that was just like, we're just, we're just going to exclude and relegate all the teams from the South. <laughs> Which would be all, you know, there, there's, that's a whole longer conversation we can have about the more white European uh, rec recent European immigrants to the Brazilian South Southern cone there, but you know, that'd be your Paranaense, your Gremios, your uh, Internacional, et cetera, et cetera. So it was fun. It was fun to see some of the, some of the, uh, the shots being fired. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll keep an eye on this. We'll kind of see how it develops. Super, super interesting. And man, Overdue, I guess is what I would say. Very overdue. Um, where would you guys like to go from there? Should we go talk some MLS stuff? Or do you want to stay more international? We can go wherever. Should we just go into international since we... Uh, yeah, we can knock these off pretty quickly. Sure, sure. sure. Um, we got some Champions League. Got, got the draw here. Um, I'll just go through the groups quickly and you guys can... Tell me what you think. So group A is Ajax, Liverpool, Napoli, Rangers. I'll actually stop right there because Bridget, how are you feeling? Uh, I think it's going to be one of the more um, exciting groups to watch just in terms of uh, kind of history between the teams and current form of the, of these clubs. Um, Rangers is always interesting. Ajax always interesting. Uh, it's going to be a fun group, not an easy one, um, but it's a nice change. Uh, almost always end up drawing of Politico Madrid. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it. It's should be fun. I, I would be very surprised if Liverpool did not get out of that group, but like you said, yeah. and who, anything can happen. The, yeah. I think these teams can keep it interesting. It's not going to be uh it's not going to be an easy walkout. Yeah, yeah. Um, B is Porto, Atletico Madrid, Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. Uh, C, you've got Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter Milan, and Victoria. I can't even pronounce that. Pliznif. Um, it's like a very um, Czech, Czech team there. I, I feel a little pity for that Czech team because you've got Bayern, Barcelona, and Inter Milan. That's uh, pretty stacked. And then the poor Czech's got to be like, okay. I guess we're well, here. The Bayern Barcelona Barcelona game is kind of like a revenge game, right? Because it's Lewy versus Bayern, and then and then Barcelona with their whole drama of not understanding that they can't have more players and they can actually have money, and so yeah, and then just long. it's they seem to never understand that they need to actually balance their books, and so I have no idea how this is. And then they they're making them to sign more players. I have no idea how this is going to work out. 
Um, but that's an interesting. I mean, I, I, I think Inter is also a sleeper on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's an interesting. You know, I'm actually more excited as we go further down. So, yeah, you know, I, I almost just want to go for the Czech team and <laughs> see if the Czech team can get through that that wall of billions and billions of dollars. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Um, Group D, Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting, uh, Sporting Lisbon, and Marseille. Group E, Milan, Chelsea, Red Bull Salzburg, Dinamo Zagreb. Group F, Real Madrid, Red Bull Leipzig, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Celtic. We say Celtic or Celtic, right? I I, I never know which one to do. I think it depends on yeah. I think it depends on which which side of that line you're on, but Celtic probably. Um, the, so interesting there, just in terms of socio-political ties, Shakhtar Donetsk, Donetsk currently in the, in the middle of, of everything in terms of the, uh, Ukraine, Russian right. war, um, who knows how that is going to play out into these matches. I, I, it seems difficult to believe that they're going to be hosting anything. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, group G, Man City, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, and FC Kubenhaven, that's the one team that, that stadium that I've been to that I've actually seen play. Uh, Group H, uh, PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa from Israel jump in there. Rodrigo, I, th- I think that's going to be the interesting group for me. I think mm-hmm. uh, PSG and Juventus should be good, and 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 Benfica is you know it's not a horrible team, but they they have a chance to to play the upset, and I always think that that's that's always great to to watch. I mean, I also think, you know, like that, that Group F with Real Madrid, uh, Red Bulls and Shakhtar and, and Celtic is, is interesting, too. I think a lot of these these things we'll see. Um, but I just think, you know, I think this is a fair draw, to be honest. Cool. Anything else to add, Bridget? No. Do we think, I mean, it, the last few years, it's it's usually gotten down to... English, German, and PSG, right? They're the one French team that usually gets gets through. Um, can we have a non-one of those three, do you think? Is, is it possible, say, for like a, uh, a Portuguese team or Belgian team or even an Italian team? It's been a long time since we've had a, a Milan or Inter Milan kind of situation. I mean, um, Did I, mention Spain? I think, I think, always Inter, in there too. I think Milan and Juventus are probably, I mean, we know who plays for Juventus at the, it's a, a U.S. men national team player. So I think there's always that case where we can, we can make that. I think those games will be interesting to watch and mm-hmm. we'll see how, what happens after that. But yeah, I think the, the Italian league has gotten a little bit stronger, but I also think that, you know, I want to see what Bayern's really going to do because this is a different team. I want to see what Barcelona. It always be dangerous with having Lee Wise forward. So I don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll see. And there's we'll see. also the drama of PSG, right? Because mm-hmm. um, Mbappe stayed. Mbappe's trying to kind of sort of take over the team. I'm sure. I'm sure Neymar taught some swear words to Mbappe in Spanish just in case you know they get to play out, but. It's going to be really interesting. I think that Barcelona PSG game is going to be, uh, and when it happens, 
it's it's going to be. <laughs> you're, uh, you're already calling it, huh? There's yeah. going to be a bustle at a PSG. All right. All at right. one I point, like there will be. I think so. Yeah. I, I like it. It's kind of in, inevitable with all right with Champions League. Um, I mean, I I would bet that we see at least one or two uh, of those outsider teams making a deep run. I, I like mean, that. Just just given. Um, kind of the shaky ground that, that some of these big teams are on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on how, you know, regular season goes, how you prepare for uh, what personnel you have available for Champions League is sometimes a big question. And especially with, with those clubs we've already mentioned there. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll see at least one, maybe two make it pretty far. And I mean, they might crash out and, spectacular fashion against PSG or something, but I think they'll there'll be a couple in it. Nice. Hope so too. Um EPL, there's quite a bit of action happening. Um I'll just start with Casimiro is now at Manchester United. I'm still adjusting to that of him not being at Real Madrid. Um he actually got a uh, he came on like the 80th minute. He got like 10 minutes or whatever. But uh yeah. That's happening. Um, Brighton leads uh, nil-nil at halftime. I caught a little bit of this. And I, I thought that maybe Jesse Marsh could scream a bunch of F-bombs and get the guys moving, and they could not. Brighton uh, actually win this thing 1-0. And I, as of yesterday, they're like number two, number three in the table. It's bananas. Yeah. They're up there. They're up there. Um, Bridget, I will throw it to you because Liverpool <laughs> – how many goals in the last two weeks? Like nine? Was it six last time? They they put up like serious double digit goals in the past couple of weeks. Uh, well, I mean, total on the season is like doubled the more than doubled their total. It's pretty uh, amazing. So yeah. this this was a nine nil victory against Bournemouth. You take it from there. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's against Bournemouth. Who was they? It was kind of a mess, um, but. Nine goals, seven different scores. Good lord. Um, Mo Salah did not get on the score sheet, but he had three misses. We were calling it a hat trick of misses at the bar. That's um, So it should have been 12. Um, but some spectacular goals. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold hit. We decided it qualified as a Thunder Bastard. Um couple of really good ones from well one really good one from Bobby Firmino um his first time scoring at Anfield since like 20 late 2019 or something mm-hmm. um and then the it was kind of funny I found a tweet this morning about um just kind of some of the connections between the teams so Bournemouth is coached um by Scott Parker who got a clap hug uh, at the end of his 9-0 defeat, um, he used to play at, uh, well, let's start at the beginning here. So this tweet says, James Milner of Liverpool, Lee Clark uh, for Bournemouth, came on as subs for Newcastle in a 2-0 Premier League defeat at Bolton in 2005. Today, yesterday morning, just three days over 17 years later, James Milner and Bobby Clark, who is Lee's son, came on as subs for Liverpool in a 9-0 win against Bournemouth. 
Wow. So over over 17 years, um, Milner and the son of another of his former teammate were teammates in this game. Um, another one of their teammates in that defeat was Bournemouth manager Scott Parker. Uh, so there was a whole yeah generational exactly. <laughs> The generational um, trauma is going to be going through that. <laughs> nice. And I think, I think there's a Lee Clark is like a broadcaster or something too. So he was like he was involved in some sense. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fun, crazy game. Uh, I mean, helps the goal differential. I think we're tied. Right. I think we're tied with Man City right now. On tied with I, I just looked that alone. up. Um, hold on one sec. I had it a sec. Tied with Arsenal. Oh, okay. and Man City, both of them. Look, if you yeah. if you shoot nineteen times and twelve of them on target, you, you're bound to win sometimes. Yeah, right. I was say Li- yeah. Liverpool has thirteen goals for right now, which is out of control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a matter of you know shooting, and some of them were just dumb, crazy goals. Amazing. All right, we'll take it. I mean, five of them came in the first half. I think there were three in the first, like, 15 minutes of the game. Um, so, like, every five or six minutes they scored. Uh, Bournemouth was a mess again. So, I mean, we're not going to take that as, you know, the, the whole thing turning around. But No uh, mercy rule. No mercy. <laughs> Cobra guy. We want um, 10. That's um, right. But, but, yeah, I think it's it really shows uh, – some of the gaps in, in the league, um, mm-hmm. which normally we don't really see opening up so much until like later in the season. But uh, obviously I think, I think both, both clubs will kind of grow into it. I mean, Liverpool has struggled. This was a good kind of a good starter for them. Get, get a win at home and lots of season to go. So. Yeah. I, speaking of the struggling, um, I, I was sort of following this Man City Crystal Palace match only because at halftime Crystal Palace was dominating. It was two nil at halftime. That's Palace. A, yeah, we had we had score updates for that one up. Yeah, we were watching Liverpool. That was it was kind of unbelievable. It was unbelievable and it was unsustainable because <laughs> <laughs> Man City yep. came roaring back with basically Holland just said, "You know what? I'm I'm tired of this. I'm going to do something about this." And <laughs> okay, I'll show trick. up now. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Shutting up uh, all the haters who like. Holland's not good. He's not made for the EPL. And all of a sudden, he comes hey. up with a hat trick. So there yep. you go. He's like, Shut you up. know what? I got this. Let's go. Yep. 4 2 final there. Arsenal also wins. Uh, they stay I still don't understand what's going on with Arsenal. <laughs> it's like, it's, They're good. It's like, They're just good. I, I, yeah. I mean, for now. For now. For now. Yeah. For, fair them, enough. I'll, I'll give, give you that. Until, give them until late September, yeah. early October, and yeah. and they'll be back to their usual. I think, I mean, this has happened the last few seasons, I think, where like the first couple weeks they're like looking really good and then it just falls apart again. So yeah. I like Happy Arteta, though. Happy Arteta is, is fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's see here. Brazil had a big. We had a big derby in Goiás wait, wait, yesterday. You're gonna, you're gonna oh. skip my bag, magpies? Oh come on! I mean, usually. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, they play today? They played yesterday. Yeah, they play. They play today against Wolves, right. and Wolves are actually winning. And then, um, Saint Maximin just scores a beautiful ball off the twenty. It was beautiful. It was oh, really I, funny I, because yeah, I, I yelled and I screamed 
from downstairs and then Nubia like dropped in in our Amazon uh, Alexa and I was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, we scored, we tied. It's like, shut up, be quiet. You try to do stuff. I was like, all right, cool. And I just kept on yelling because I was like, it, it was so nice. That, that was Sorry. that was actually an interesting game for, to watch, I thought. Because um, for a lot of the time, it reminded me of what hopefully we'll talk later, which is the uh, last Loon game that we, uh, we, that we saw. But uh, and now currently, the Tricky Trees are, are losing to Tottenham 2 nothing. So, Tricky Trees. <laughs> I love um, that though. I, I just, I just, I just think it's like you know, it's like a candy, right? Like you, mm-hmm. it's like it's, that's a, it's a candy name, Tricky Trees, right? Like, like pixie dusts <laughs> with branches. I'm, I'm, they're great. Like the history of that club too is is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. For for Newcastle though, I I actually posted on the IG of Song uh, Maximin here of <laughs> I think I think Raj put it up on Men and Blazers. He said something like. He, th- this is the pickup player you never want to give the ball to because he basically took it from like the defensive end all the way to goal without passing to anyone, like cutting through everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he he's all flash, and sometimes the flash just doesn't have uh, film in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he made it. He made it to the goal. He just wasn't able to convert, but he like well, through saying, like sometimes five camera, or six people. Know, yeah, was, yeah. All flash, and then sometimes you just don't have film to actually record what's supposed to happen. But I mean, sure. this game, oof, that volley after after outside of the eighteen, great. I mean, am I happy? Nice. I'm happy. I'm happy to be able to say we didn't lose, and we're sitting seventh. So I mean, if you want to look at the table, right? I mean, Arsenal still in first, Man City in second, Tottenham currently in third with the result they have. Brighton, Leeds. In fifth, Chelsea in sixth, and Newcastle in seventh. To round out the top ten is Man Man U in eighth, Liverpool in ninth, and Brentford in tenth. Who would have thought Brentford would be in tenth place? It's 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 always fun when it's early like this, and you know right, right, some right. of the teams that you never think of are like in the top ten. Is like what's happening now? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I can't imagine. We talked about this at the bar yesterday. Betting on this league. <laughs> especially early i mean later in the season sure i've thought about it you know those like the last month but mm-hmm. betting on something like that, yeah. like like these teams one prop bet after another probably and uh, i mean i'm sure some people are making money but i would say maybe dan from luck. uh from minneapolis city former brighton player threw a whole bunch into the match <laughs> yesterday and bought probably. a new house on lake minnetonka <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I think with me, I feel like like betting on this league is like investing in cryptocurrency, right? <laughs> exactly. You, you buy it, and then you just don't check it until the end of the season to see how well you badly yep. done. Because then if not, it's going to give you stress so much. So I'm like, that's what it I think. Better be throw, better be throw away money. Yeah. Um, Derby yesterday. Um, Goyaz's Portuguese pulls this one off against against Atlético Goianiense. Uh, starting with an own goal. I, I was actually following this while I was at the Loons game. I was going back and forth. Um, so I get the own goal, good start early. And then uh, Marquinhos gets one later. And then they hold off. Go ahead, Nancy doesn't score until later anyway. But anyway, 2-1 final. Big win. Um, Goaz won last week too, which was, I mentioned that on the, on the podcast, that it was a big surprise for him to actually beat um, Atletico Mineiro there in but with those six points with two in a row, they are up to nine and solid Sulamericana. So I'm just like, 
let's end it. Let's end the season. I'll, I'll take the nine, get an international tournament out of it. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm not greedy. It makes me very happy. If we can keep it right around here, it's a big win. It'd be great. Um, I think the top two also played yesterday was um, Palmatis and who they play. One of the F's. Which F was it? It was Fluminense. So nothing changes in terms of the top two. They had the gentleman's bet. Said, you know what? We're kind of good here. Yeah, we agree. Okay, let's tie. Great. Um, let's do. Okay, so we have a Justin's angle, and there's a lot here per usual. I'm going to try and um, s- summarize some of this. Uh, in the future, maybe he'll just throw us some audio. You can hear his amazing voice. Just do the thing. Um, very uh, astute when it comes to the Europa League and the Balkans and Turkey. None of which are, I think, I can definitely speak for myself and say are not my specialties. And I think I speak for you too as well. <laughs> um, so, so he had some things to contribute here. So he says, on the Europa and Champions League wrap-up. Uh, there's a rematch between Fenerbahce and Dinamo Kiev. We've talked, we talked about that one earlier. Um, he says... Fenner beat Rapid Wien in their qualifying round. Um, he says the, uh, let's see here, there was a chant in the, on the Turkish side, the Turkey is secular, Turkey will remain secular. It was a pop song by a female pop star facing jail time for inciting enmity and hatred for criticizing the religious imam and Hatip schools for abuse and scandals. Um, Fenner, what's talking about Fenerbahce here? Where'd it go? Uh, they got a new manager, George Jesus. Um, and see here, Francisco Cavill, he says he's going to have his hands full with, um, when Konyas, Konyaspor, when they host Fenerbahce, that's coming up on Monday. Uh, he talks about newcomers to Europe, European league group football, uh, from Liechtenstein. There's FC Vaduz, uh, who be, who beat the Calvo team. I'm going to try that one again, Konyaspor. And then Rapid Bean, second leg. Let's see. There's a Swiss second division team. Um, oh, he talks about Lithuania has Zalgris Vilnius in conference group stage for the first time. So that's pretty cool. We got Bulgarian team called uh, Ludogorets Rusgrad. Uh, they kind of snuck in. So the 120th minute PK, he says, in extra time gets them to the Europa. So good for them. Uh, Kosovo's Balkani, who are origins in a rubber plant. They're the first team in the country to make it to the group stage as they beat a Macedonian team. So good for them. Armenia also in there as well with uh, Piyunik Yerevan. Oh, even though Piyunik Yerevan failed to beat Mafia weapons dealer Sheriff Tiraspol. We've talked about them before actually on this show of Moldova. Uh, let's see here. Maltese home run Spartans. We're able to qualify for the conference stage against Partizan Belgrade. And Linfield, the top club in Northern Ireland, he says, arguably the biggest supporter supported in either part of the island of Ireland football. Uh, they blew it to Riga football from Latvia. And let's see. Do, 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 do. Riga football countered and equalized through a deflection. Close to $2.9 million history, but not close enough. Um, Lynn Fielder, coached by former Premiership and Scottish Premier footballer David Healy. Uh, oh, really? He says, th- mm-hmm. oh. 
you know that name. Uh, shout out to Michael Bahifa. He says we we got got one, Rodrigo. Nailed it. Michael one Bahifa, connection the, points. Yes, the lowest ranked team in champions. Uh, the number one sixty nine is they beat Belgrade, and to sneak into the uh, the Champions League, he says. Um, as I mentioned, represent Ariel's most mixed city of Jews and Arabs, with stars from Suriname, Haiti, Niger, uh, as Israeli Arab Palestinian citizens of the community. Wow. Um, so they're they're a very diverse crew. And from what I know, too, at one point in time, I actually had a a shirt from a friend of of Maccabi Haifa, and he did say like he's like, well, there's not really a a, a left wing Antifa team in Israel because it's Israel, but this is the closest we've got. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, all right, that's that, fair. that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so thank you, Justin. Yeah, thank you. And I, I apologize because I know I didn't do it the best justice, but uh, record yourself, bud. And uh, as a patron, you, you can send us that recording. And we'll throw it in. Hey, well, listeners, if you guys want to do the same thing, you know, join the party. Right. Throw us a couple. If you, if you got to rant about something, it. just just send it to us and just let us know. We'll, we'll fit it in there. But there you um, go. with that, you're good if you take a, a quick break. Yeah, we'll right. we'll do opposite. We'll go back to the Minnesota and MLS and stuff. All right, sounds good. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways. Back to the Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. We tackle international news in the first half. But now it's time for us to tackle the cockle. That's what happens when I'm like, you know, I'm keeping it in, not editing it. Tackle. 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 Are we going back to Taco Stadium? Hey. Oh, man. Ooh. Santi's not here, but yeah, Santi wants taco for you. <laughs> Veggie taco. That seriously would be the funniest thing. It's just someone like makes like a, like a, like, you know, like, like a championship uh, New York City banner with just an A on it and just somehow finds <laughs> just it. Drops it, it, the... it drops it over the, <laughs> drops it over the, drops it over the, you know, just says taco stadium. I totally, I totally, Ravantulet, there's your challenge. <laughs> There's your challenge. Anyways, uh, to, we're going to talk about local soccer, national soccer, of course, the national leagues, the MLS, all that kind of stuff, the NWSL. Um, just some over, you know, amazing things have been happening as of lately. Um, but let's let's start with uh, let's start with the Loons. The Loons played um, Houston, right? Mm-hmm. The Darwin Quinteros and the um, what's a what's a derby called again? Dylan Wolpers. Oh, there you, there go. you go. Dylan Wolpers. Yeah. How old is Dylan now? He's like 85. Uh, yeah, he's got to be. Because that that's like four birthdays a year. I, I, think, I know right? Veronica did the his girlfriend who is the, more of a presence on Twitter did the math uh, a year or two ago, but I can't remember what it was then. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Did did Quintero even see the pitch? I don't think he even played yesterday. No, he played. He sub he subbed on late. It was like oh, the 80, 85th or something okay. like that. Yeah, eightieth. Oh. Yeah, they right put on. him out there. 
Uh, one, uh, of, one of the cool things is watching how like uh, Darwin took pictures with the uh, Bakhti's kids in the yes. session. I think that was cool because I think Darwin is not a horrible person, but you know, he seems to be like a friendly, friendly person. And I always cheer for yeah, his, guys, so. And when they play together, I think his daughter is about the same age as Bakhti's yeah. oldest, um, or one of Darwin's kids is about the same age. So I think they've spent a lot of time together in that family room. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool to see him come back, and I think it added kind of a another layer, even though he was on the bench for most of the game. But right, right, I still don't understand it. So um, having a well, dynamic player be on the bench like that, I well, I think it plays into. We'll just jump right in. Hector Herrera yeah. was out unexpectedly. Um, we heard it was a like a minor leg knock and training the other day he was a late scratch um and that kind of minor minor bicycle fall yeah sprain sprain wrist (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be my new injury report there you go (laughs) upper body um thorax thorax right upper upper thorax lower Lower thorax thorax. of the thorax But, uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, they, they changed around the formation a little bit, and I think that, you know, moving, um, oh, my God, Karaskia, moving him in may have oh, okay. changed the midfield a little bit, so. He's the beautiful so, yeah. hair, right? Oh, yep. gorgeous hair. Yep. So, I can, wow. I can kind of understand it, putting, putting uh, him behind um, Baird and, and those guys, Pico. Um, they've they've done that a little bit. I mean, Darwin scores, but I think it was uh, kind of a tactical change because of Herrera being out. That's kind of mixed things yeah. up a little bit. Well, let's talk a little bit about this first half because all in all, for the Loons, it was bad. <laughs> it was just it was not a good first half. Um, maybe can we start with Debassi going down early, like in like the fourth minute or something like that. Um, it was, it it had rained lightly. So I think the pitch was kind of sort of wet and it looked like he goes out with another Houston player. They both kind of slide. He must've just landed weird. It didn't look like there was a lot of contact. It's just like that they both fell weird. Yeah. They just fell weird. Yeah. I think it was was like an arm to arm, like bump more than anything. And yeah, but he he was clearing the ball. He was switching the ball. And when he did that, he, you know, his leg still in motion following through and still in the air. And then he just lands wrong. And yeah. then as soon as you see that landing, because I saw something like that when I was coaching our first game for Como Girls FC, I was like, first thing I said, I was like, oh my God, no. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the tweets were, the tweets that went around, I was like, oh yeah, the boss, he was screaming. And I was like, yeah, I bet that hurt. So. Yeah. So yeah. So, so almost right off the bat, we lose him. Coleman comes in. Um, and it's just, I mean, I wrote it down here somewhere, but uh what did I say? Imprecision, sloppy. It was like the only thing I can really think of, with the exception, I think, of Robin Lud. Like, this is like, the, I think this is the first time I've seen him in live, actually, in that midfield role. And that dude is just everywhere. I mean, he is, yeah, he is, we've talked about it already. I know this, but to see it live, it's different. Like, he's really excelling there as a, I guess we're calling him an eight, but I don't even know. He seems, he seems to do it all. He really <laughs> does. Yeah. He yeah, does it all. He, he was making de- as many defensive plays as he was 
attacking plays and exactly had a couple of really nice tackles um yeah he did it was it was if you saw some of the tweets colin martin was in town like just to Mm. visit um and in the locker room afterwards he was kind of hanging out by the door and and as we were walking out i heard him he was kind of jabbing with uh with lude and he said yeah man it's you know it's really nice to see you play like in the midfield and doing different stuff and doing it well Robin looked really embarrassed and was like, yeah, thanks. Aww. Thank you, I guess. It's yeah, fun. I think he's just a very humble <laughs> guy. Just, you know, yeah. the blue-collar worker that just goes out and just wants to get the job done wherever he's playing. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 I, and I think the thing is just that, you know, as much as Pragapane, as much as as much as Bongi, as much as Reynoso has been successful in Amarilla so far this second half of the season, Honestly, for me, none of that none of that happens without having to find out where you put Robin Lude in there. Because oh, yeah. not only is he physical, right? He's been more physical as of lately, functioning sometimes as a six, but he's he's got that ball control and he understands where the passes need to go. And he's got great passing. So it's like it's like literally having another 10 out there in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like he can throw his body weight around. And I mean, talking about slide tackles, that slide tackle that he made all the way in the opposing <laughs> field. Oh my god! Four, yeah. Forty-six minutes. I, I marked that one down. It was beautiful. Ooh, Absolutely man. beautiful. Yeah, and and just his ability to to switch so quickly, mm-hmm. and and to be there in those spaces. You can see him, you know, looking for the next play, but then as it develops, uh, really quickly staying on top of it. And I think that tackle was uh, was part of that for sure. Yeah. Um, it seemed like the Dynamo were fairly comfortable winning a lot of those balls in the midfield and, and kind of putting pressure on the defense. Like I, I didn't expect them to be so aggressive and so attack minded. And, and then when they were, I thought that we could handle that, but then I guess having just lost to bossy, like readjusting to that maybe is what made the difference, but they were, we were very nervous in the Wonderwall. Like they were, they were getting way too many close attempts. I don't know if that's what you all were seeing on the, on the tube. Well, I, I think it has to do with the fact that we are, we, we are known for using our, 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 um, our backs, our left back and our right back um, to be incorporate themselves part, part of the offense. And so when they're pushing up so much, a quick counter or this possession can lead to a 2v2 or a 3v2 quickly. And having Boxy is great, but um, Palma had to step in and try to figure out, you know, what his role was going to be. And and there were, there were times where that wasn't working and just the conversation in the line defensively was needed to be figured out because then you have to, talk to see who's covering who who's not covering who and then that's you know when you when you when you talk about it I mean the first half it was a half where like we've seen this team do the same thing before we saw it in Miami they had all the opportunities could come up with couldn't finish and let and let the team and let the other team hang out I mean I think at that point we have like we had like a 60 30 possession rate going on into the first half and I think that meant that we had control of the ball, but we just weren't able to, to create anything. And, and credit to credit to Houston for being able to be in that kind of low block and just you know mm-hmm. trying to counter that. But yeah, I mean, give it up for the uh, único técnico brasileiro na liga. 
uh, Paulo Nakamura. Good stuff. It's cool to see him. Um, let's, I, I was actually chatting with you two when this happened. Let's talk a little bit about Ariaga. Um, 24th minute goes up for a header. I can't remember who he, he goes up with you, if you guys got that one down, but there's a, there's a collision um, concussion protocol. I didn't see this, but uh, Bridget, I'll throw it to you. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, they're bleeding. Take it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was Corey Baird, the uh, Houston forward. Um, yeah. Head to head. They both went down hard. They were on the pitch that long because both of them need, needed to be bandaged. Um, Baird got up first. Uh, they treated Ariaga on the, on the ground before getting him up. Um, yeah, it looks like, I mean, they, they went back in after another check, uh, both medical teams, the team physician was out there as well doing his check. So, um, it's a good sign. I think that they didn't just pull him. I, I think it was, um, maybe not as hard of a hit as it could have been, but yeah, they both, they both got a little bloody from, from the collision and, um, just kind of a funny moment later when Baird was, went back in uh, and the cut on his head was too high. So the bandage, like. That's what that like, was. We were yep, trying to figure yep. out what was happening. Okay. Yeah. His, his hair was too long and it like messed it up and it just kind of slid up like a stocking cap. Like <laughs> yeah. roll up. looked like he had, a, it, was, it was like, a, you know, the, uh, the twins baseball caps that they put ice cream on. Right. Yeah. It literally looked like one of those things at the top of his head. You had to go get free <laughs> tape. And I was laughing. Yep. Yeah. We, was, we were very hilarious. confused. Okay. That uh, explains that. Yeah. So they, they wrapped him a little, a little better there. Um, but then he's, so he is the player who is left open in the first minute of stoppage time of the yeah. first yeah. half. We can jump um, there. Yeah. Um, it's the ball what, what? and just splits Boxy and, uh, and Coleman. Uh, Boxy was right there. Coleman was still a ways out, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, easy, easy shot into, yeah. into that. No, I, I think, unfortunately, you know, like one of the best things that Bongi does is stretch the field. But one of the other worst things that he does is he's just, he gets dispossessed a lot in, in yeah. the attacking in the attacking third. And this play started with a dispossession by him. With everybody pushing up, even um, DJ and Boxy, like like we talked about it, you get a quick counter or a long ball out, it's 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 quick to do that. And I think unfortunately uh, Taylor and Boxy weren't able to come back and be able to cover that because the attack was coming to the right. And I thought Coleman for once, you know, had the mark on the second man thinking someone else had to had the had the cover on Baird and it just wasn't and it was just one of those things. It, it looked like a like a goal that wasn't going to happen because like it looked like Baird didn't know what he was going to do with it, right? And then he just tried to chip yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't look like it's going to go in. And then it goes in. And I was like, oh, he definitely took an extra touch on it. I thought it was going to be an earlier shot. Then he went a little bit further. Um, it did draw Dane out a little bit, so he was able to chip it over him and, and bounce it behind and and in um yeah i I agree with you i i thought maybe they were off the hook at that point but um got the chip just right so it sucked it it sucked well it literally sucked all the energy out of the stadium i guess what i was trying to say it was it was a hard one it was like right in front of us um the thing too is that we've had no chances i mean fragapani had a, a chance amarilla had like a sitter 
yeah. you know it was like it, it literally gave the same energy as like this team is known that they can beat a tough opponent right but then when it comes to what are considered lesser opponents either they don't take them as serious or they just they just let down their guard in a sense and it's totally you know we all remember the miami game and that was horrible, right? And this felt like it had that same center energy and frustration that no one's willing to be able and to do anything. That's exactly what Will Trapp said afterwards was they didn't really expect Houston to bring as much um, offensively as they did. Uh, and we're probably a little... Trapp didn't start. He came in in the second half, but um, his observations of the first half were that they, they were a little lax in midfield because they didn't really expect Houston to um, take advantage of any of those lapses. Um, so not being focused on that. And, and some of it too may have been they, they were prepared for Hector Herrera um, and weren't really sure what this midfield was going to do because mm-hmm. it hasn't been, I mean, the, that midfield hasn't been consistent at all in terms of performance and tactically so you don't really know what you're getting into um but yeah that said i mean it it was too many players just assuming that someone had a player covered um yeah when they really didn't uh one positive i was going to say before we go to the second half um 31st minute a really dope free kick uh uh practice rehearsed play where um, I think Reynoso takes it and it goes straight to, was it Ariaga? I think it was both the blonde dies, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, basically just kicks it right at his head and then he heads it across into the box and it kind of gets knocked around a lot and, you know, no goal comes of it. It was a really kind of cheeky, cool set piece, kind of clearly, clearly practiced and rehearsed play to, to see. <laughs> we were like, ooh, if that would have went in, that would have been nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's jump to uh second half because we did have some stuff go in. Um, tale of two halves, very uh different team. I think you know, credit due to Adrian Heath, which you don't hear often, but maybe he fired him up somehow and and got him to focus. Uh, they, ju- they just look different, and I mean, it kind of started with um, DJ Taylor had a sitter, uh, he tried to pass it when he could have just volleyed the thing and shot it right in. That happened uh, almost right away. And then the one that really set us all off was Luisa Maria has this bicycle kick attempt. I mean, not attempt. He does it. He does the, it. The, yeah. shot, the shot just goes wide, and that would have been the goal of the season. <laughs> for Minnesota oh, yeah. United. And it wasn't even – I mean, it was high. I guess you had a better view of it by, behind the goal than I did, like, yeah. on the goal line. But, um, but yeah, it. I mean, it was not off by much right at all but i think some of that starts from um you know trap comes in after the half the rare mm-hmm. um the rare halftime sub uh trap comes in bongi comes out so Lude moves up to bongi's spot mm. and that kind of unleashed him to do a bit more in terms of of the attack as well um and he and Benisa has run really well together considering that they haven't really played that side together yep. Um, yep. yet. But um, yeah, I think that that uh, 
change to the offense to the to the attack created some some more opportunities that maybe yeah. wouldn't have that well not maybe that didn't come off in the first half and, and that's a good they, point they look well, stronger so. and they look more determined to be able to do that and um i think i think more of anything it just shows that you don't have to be so reliant on reynoso creating right. everything yeah. And I yeah. think that's the other thing that makes this makes this starting eleven or like having Louis play in, this, in so many different positions is that it relieves that stress and that attention to Reynoso. All of a sudden, you know, Louis making plays because he can make plays. You know, um, DJ Taylor had, you know, uh, what is it? What that that pass that pass outside with the outside of his foot that really got yeah. into it. I mean, there were people trying different things. I mean. You know, I like that's what I'm saying. He, he, to... he should have blasted that thing. He shouldn't have passed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> passed I get it. it. I get it. He should have, it. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't passed have passed it. it. <laughs> passed it. Passed it. You sure you don't get a concussion, my friend? Ah, uh, yeah, man. It was, it was the hand. I'm pretty up. sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there I were better know? opportunities. There was better yeah. flow of the game, and we were mostly in Houston's half. Yeah. But the problem that became, as we mentioned before, is like we we pushed everything up. And so that meant that you had Coleman and Boxel um, waiting for a quick counter. And there were several times where like Pico, uh, Fafa or, uh, or Baird had opportunities to be able to do that. And Boxy stepped up and at times Coleman stepped up. And yep. um, I think that's, that's the, you know, you have to gamble. You have to go for the win. And I think that was, Robin Lude had that the other one as well, man. He had a couple of just ridiculous tackles that really yeah. saved yeah. the back line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I like. I, I get it that people, you know, that Reynoso receives the credit for what he's doing, but I honestly don't think we're where we're at without without finding out what Lude Lude is doing it currently. Yeah, and I and I mean, so much of it is just their attitude out there. Like when when Luis misses that that bicycle kick and previous shots i mean they're they're kind of laughing things off and like well i tried like that was a nice one let's go for it whereas i mean last season when they were having these problems they're all just getting frustrated and and then they start just booting the ball and not being Mm. creative um when they're going for that equalizing goal uh Mm. and it's a totally different approach now. I mean, you know, they're, they're up there creating, they're trying new things. They're not resorting to the long cross in from the wing or anything like that. Um, All of the closest chances were right inside the box, which we have not seen in quite some time, like the willingness to go up there and, and take those risks. Right. And then the other thing too, is like, you know, Houston was holding, they were yeah. doing a good job of holding and and getting into that kind of low block and just countering after that. And it and last game we had a hustle play in which you know uh, Reynoso Frappapane press the play out the back from uh, Austin and then Frappapane was able to come out of nowhere because he's so tiny, no one knows where he is, just be able to pick a ball. And in the 78th minute, that's where we had that opportunity where the ball is going out to someone, totally misplays it. Fragapane sees it and just sneaks up on it and um, creates, you know, gets fouled. And then there's a free kick right outside, um, right outside, you know, the 18, literally on the line, you know. And then there you go. Um, Reynoso lines up, 
goes off uh, Papa Picot's foot, and then it's it's one one. Right? I thought it was then, hilarious. They gave it to Reynoso like they immediately in the stadium. Right, right. And and like, no, that's, so, like, that's an yeah, own goal. That's a, yeah, really? that's a Papa goal. <laughs> I mean, he kind of, but yeah. <laughs> we. I mean, it was like right in front of us. We saw it hit his foot. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, from that from that angle though, you you don't see that. I, I suppose it it was not a a deflection at first. Um, for us watching, you know, from upstairs, it was uh, not until they did the replay and actually showed the from behind the goal uh, yeah. because it was such a it was a soft deflection. I mean, it That's it was going in anyway. Fair. So, um, yeah. My, my favorite part about this whole sequence is just Fracapane doing come bolasos because like <laughs> it was we, I was laughing so hard because uh, he gets fouled. Yeah, maybe two feet outside of the box and then he rolls into the box. I was like, oh, that's my, I, I, I've seen that move so many times. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, got it right here. Got it right but, he got, but he got fouled. That's what it was. Though. He did. He yeah. did. And, and so. He didn't get the PK. I mean, that, that that's the entire intention yeah. of doing something like that. But, but they, the ref definitely moved it, you know, a foot or two closer to where it probably should have been. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. But so I think was, my favorite part of that goal is that I know Bongi had a frustrating time um, and I'm pretty sure he was hard on himself because he knew this dispossession led to that first goal. He literally just runs over and just like, becomes part of the huddle celebration thing. And people mm-hmm. are like, you know, Will Trap is all, all smiling and grabbing him and they're all like celebrating together. So you can totally see that the demeanor of this team from beginning of the season has changed and now they're becoming more of who they, they are and they understanding each other a lot better. So, you know, demeanor-wise, this is probably the best demeanor we've seen this team in the past two years. Um, yep. And I think that 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 attitude and that idea just, you know, is is great. And we just kept on pushing, right? The thing was, like, you know, we've we've seen we've seen Heath be like, oh, we're going to we're going to sit down, right? But no, they just, you know, they switched, they started pushing and they started to create more chances and they wanted to be able to do that. And that's when we get that you know that amazing play where, let's like, do it 85th Reynoso, minute so like benitez oh, there yeah well benitez has the ball passes to Reynoso, lots of mate lots of mate they just kind of like Reynoso's like well what am i gonna do here he's like uh, benitez probably just you know that he's just sitting there's like i don't know what do you want to do after lunch you know what do you want to rest of the game maybe we should go do this <laughs> and all of a sudden you know Reynoso draws two defenders and he just softly splits them and then benitez runs with the ball all the way almost to the end of the box and squares it right in the middle where an open Luis Amarillo, who's got plenty of opportunities, does not miss. And there we go. Two away. And it was, Doble Paraguay. Yeah, it was almost the exact same assist as his ball to Amarillo on the bicycle kick. That's right. They were, they were making those plays. Um, one of the videos, it's, it's funny you see Benitez like celebrating before the ball has even crossed the line. Because as soon yeah. as it comes off of Amaria's boot, you can tell like it's yeah. going in, and 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 Clark has no chance. That um, one was awesome. That was. one was awesome to watch. That was that was fun. Uh, yeah, that that is like that's full mate, double, double mate assist to more mate. Argentina to Paraguay to Paraguay. You love to see it. I forgot about the that it started there with uh, with Reynoso, but yeah, absolutely. Um, huge comeback, big win, two to one. We're jumping a little bit here, um, but the current standing is I think the Loons moved up. They're a third. Bananas. 
third, but still, I mean, it's really tight between third and seventh. Like yeah, shake, six shake or seven third. points. Um, whereas they're seven points behind Austin, who's in second. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, to be to be in third behind LAFC and Austin, which are touted as the best in the league at this time, um, it's it's massive. They just have yeah. to hold on to that. It was an impressive comeback. I must admit, it was it was fun. Um, any other big MLS scores or highlights? I mean, we we well, let's do these two because since you just mentioned them, we got to talk about Austin FC and LAFC. They played on Friday, and Austin really took it to them four to one as the final. Um, Uruti with uh, with a brace on that just uh, didn't expect that. Did not expect that. I didn't so either. Slowed them a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know if um, LAFC is on coast mode or or what, but that's two games in a row where they're getting outplayed. So we'll sure see is. how that works. Um, Portland, Seattle. Uh, also, I would I, I actually had no idea what was going to happen in this match, but Portland pulls it off two to one. Um, Sounders are what are they like tenth? But again, that that I don't think the the line is too far from seven to ten, right? Um, big win for Portland though. Yeah, I mean this is this was this was deemed as the who wants to make it into the playoff game or derby and Portland had some good good showings. Um Seattle is just I don't know, they're not sinking in which is really um unfortunate, but yeah. Overall, I mean, you know, people are talking that this might be the the, the end of the streak for the Sounders not actually making the playoffs, but they got what we got six six more weeks, six games, right? Six seven more games, right? And then we something like that. Be able to determine. So uh, decision day is going to be very interesting on the West Coast. Very well. Very. Just the narrative that they'd be the the reps for the Club World Cup as the Champions League winners, but wouldn't make it to to postseason MLS is kind of kind of odd. <laughs> um, but yeah. stranger things, I suppose. Uh, anything else? Some of these other scores. Toronto, uh, the Italian firepower was all over Charlotte. Uh, I don't think they even got the correct final score. I think it was more than two. Uh, New York over Miami. Cincy and Columbus tie 2-2. Philadelphia is just putting up massive goals these days, too. They go 6-0 over Colorado. Uh, Montreal beats Chicago. Sporting beats San Jose. Dallas and Salt Lake tied, which is what helped the Loons jump. And Nashville beat Vancouver. I think that was the final. That one was too late for me. Before we move on to the MLS, we forgot to mention this wonderful tweet regarding Coleman's mustache by um, oh yeah, please uh, Dylan Young runs, um, and I love this because it says Coleman 100% looks like the guy who shares conspiracy theories with everyone while buying his scratch outs at the gas station. And as soon as I heard this, like this sounds like Little Canada. That's totally what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> but you know that's that's just me. So. De- definitely wearing his uh, thin blue line T-shirt as he's doing all that as well. I know I'm growing my mustache, and now I have like you know maybe I should shave it off, but at the same time, you know, trying to coach. It is. It is yeah. a very outside of the 694 loop look. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a specific joke. <laughs> That's really good. Full disclosure, um, I live outside of the 694 <laughs> loop, but it's really good. I mean, you can you can also, you know, umbrella little Canada in there too. They're they're right there. So 
Uh, it's funny. I, I got nothing uh, after that. <laughs> um, and, and NWSL news. Please read um, And um, oh, who's the who's the photographer who was here? Is it Morgan? Is it Tengsing? I forget. Her, but she's an amazing yeah. photographer. But Morgan took literally frame by frame, winning um, shot um, by uh, our president Megan Rapino. Like, I mean, this game, this game was crazy. Like, you know, all Ramers is Orlando Pride. I mean, not only Lazaro Megan Rapino helped tie the game with an amazing flick and then crossing it into someone who's no header, but then running two across and literally like halfway bicycle kick in the air, something that you see like in Shaolin soccer, right? And then going in, it was just, if you ever get to see the pictures by, by Morgan, they're amazing. Like, the way we will catch this in bliss was awesome. And then, of course, you have Megan Rapino taking off her jersey, celebrating, right? Um, and then, of course, getting a yellow for it. But, like, that was, that was, that was awesome. worth it. And worth that it. celebration was for the assist earlier, I believe. Yeah. Not, not for oh, that, that one was <laughs> sick, too. Yeah. That one was really awesome, too, where she dispossesses the, the defender, right? Just turns around yeah. one time, it right to her. It was amazing. Yep. <laughs> oh, what a game. Yeah, that game Working was awesome. Game. Um, the Washington Spirit and the Houston Dash tied 2-2, and that was a really interesting game as well, too. Um, Houston came out um, to, to play, but we watched the San Diego Wave and the Portland Thorns, because we're at Thorns. That was like, you know, the Wave were just, I don't know, man. That that team that team right now is, is, is vibing on all vibes, and um, having... Alex Morgan score what 13 goals now is just yeah. something that she hasn't done in, in any league, I think, so far in a while. So they're they're what undefeated since uh Sarah Fuller joined them. I think that was the tweet Wes was putting hey. out yesterday. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sarah Fuller, you're the reason. Nice. Cool. Anything else? Um no, I do. I don't really have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? We have anything? No. no. Nope. nope. I just yeah. like get back on the bike sometime soon. Here, looking to. Yeah. Everyone sending healing vibes to Eric. Um, um, but yeah, no. Um, I, I lost my acupuncturist. So if anybody has any good South Minneapolis acupuncture recommendations, acupuncturist, come please uh, send the recommendations. Because and if anyone knows there's a good supply of, of, of great gummies, also send it to Eric. So. That too, yes. In fact, <laughs> both those at the same time would be great. <laughs> right on. I just, well, I just that... don't want. I just don't want another phone call from you being passed out in the middle of somewhere, right? And be like, I don't know where I am, Rodrigo. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> well, I did know where I was <laughs> on this occasion. Um, <laughs> yes, on that note, thank you, Bridget Rodrigo, as always. Listeners, thank you. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN Football Show is the place to support and get your Europa League and uh, Balkan and Turkish rants up here or whatever else you want to do. Um, just throw us a couple bucks for like a coffee, basically, and you you can insert yourself here into the podcast. It's not that hard. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. And uh, who does Minnesota United play this coming week? I'm not sure. RSL. Look at the schedule. RSL, RSL okay. on Wednesday and Dallas on Saturday. Yeah. It's a double. Interesting. Yep. Well. Let's see if we can take over Texas. 
but we'll see. Huh. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Leave our flag I'll, I'll, on Texas. I'll, I will have to see if I'm recovering enough to make it to the Dallas game. That'll be a TBD. But. All, right. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Take care, everyone. <laughs> Thanks.